Real Presence Live. That which is beautiful will manifest itself in truth and in goodness. Local. The challenges that we're facing in our generation, we just need the gospel. I mean, every every culture, every generation just needs to know how the gospel applies. Engaging. We don't bring any life at all to the church. The church is, is the life. It gives us the life. Live. The reality is he is all things beautiful, capital B. And so anything that is authentically beautiful draws us, even if we don't realize it, to God. Good morning. I'm Heather Caro. This is Deacon Paul Trinan. We're broadcasting today from the Abbey of the Hills in Marvin, South Dakota. Good morning, everyone. We're really excited to have you all listening, and thank you for listening. Um, we have the opportunity uh, to come here, what, every other month, mm-hmm. right, at the Abbey. And um, today it's, it's, a, it's a beautiful January morning. And um, Heather, Heather said uh, that typically Heather will come up the night before and, and just kind of snuggle into one of the warm beds at the Abbey. Yeah. Today she was unable to do that because of some function last night that you needed to stick around Sioux Falls for. So you yeah. drove up this morning. And uh, she goes, there's a different presence here this morning. There it is. It feels different. And I explained to her, well, we've got, a, we've got a lot of folks here at the Abbey. We've got a group of seminarians out of the St. Paul Seminary that are on retreat here. And uh, in fact, we're going to get to um, host a couple of those young men and one of their, their spiritual directors later on in the program. So it's going to be a lot of fun to see, have them right here on site and give some perspective of what... Uh, how God's guiding them in their retreat and mm-hmm. and calling them to, challenging them, inviting them. Mm-hmm. So I'll be curious. I, I went and had lunch with them a couple of days ago. They've been here all week, and um, and I and I floated this idea by them, and they're all looking at me like, um, "Oh, huh. okay, <laughs> I suppose, yeah." You're having right. what? Right. <laughs> Radio what? Yeah, I could do that. <laughs> I go, come on, you can wave the flag of St. Paul Seminary. Right. And, um, and uh, who knows how many voices that you're going to touch. Yeah, they've warmed up to the idea. Oh, so, good. Yeah. Oh, good. Yeah, it's interesting because I walked in and lugging all of my stuff and coming down to our normal room where we host from, and and the chapel doors were closed. Okay. And it was because there are people in there. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, that's so exciting. You're doing morning you know? prayer and stuff. Yeah. 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 In fact, right after we're off the air at 11, they'll have Mass at 11.15. I said, hey, Heather, why don't you join us for Mass afterwards, uh. and then we'll have lunch downstairs in, in what we call the monk's dining room. The monk's dining room, or one of, our, one of our dining rooms. But she's got to get in her RPR mobile yeah. and head back to Sioux We Fall need to name some it. Yeah. Something like the Batmobile, but it's the, I don't know, yeah. RPR racer or something. The, the Real Presence Mobile. <laughs> Anyways, yeah. So I want to start us off with a prayer before we go too far. That'd be super, super, super appropriate. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Dear Lord, we pause just to offer this um, this morning's program to you um, in your glory, in your name, in the name, the incredible name of Jesus, your Son. And we ask that your holy will may be done in us, through us, and with us, and. Um, that everything that occurs today may be towards your glory, even the, the times that the deacon stumbles over his uh, pronunciations and things like that, that all glory may be yours today. And we ask this to be done through the intercession of our Blessed Mother, uh, Mary, Our Lady of the Snows, 
who's the patron saint of the Abbey, and also through the blessed, our blessed Saint Joseph during this most holy year. When we ask this, especially through Christ our Lord. Amen. Amen. Thank you. Okay. So now it's official. We've started. We're on the way. <laughs> so we have a lot of great things lined up for everyone today. We're going to get an update from Chris Motes um, here in just a few minutes. Uh, he's the director, executive director for the South Dakota Catholic Conference. And there have been some interesting bills that have already gone through the state legislator, legislation. And he's going to talk briefly about uh, what's been going on and what we need to keep our eyes peeled for. I think that's... I think the timing of this is really great. I don't know about the listening audience, but if, if you're anything like me, I was tied into this election. I mean, in, right? in a way that was in my, the first president I voted for. Do you hear that big sigh I just did? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> the first president election I, I voted in was for President Reagan. And so I've been around a few oh. elections. And, and gosh, you know, this was such an important election. And it just seemed like, I mean... I was just really surprised by the outcome. It really was. And, and a little bit disenfranchised and a little disappointed in some ways. And um, yet, um, really feel the Holy Spirit saying, come on, there's work to be done. Put the shoulder, shoulder the pack. Mm-hmm. Um, do you really trust in me? And of course, that's what we're called to do. And so I'm engage, I'm re-engaging a little bit more now in this. And so to hear um, Chris Motes this morning and what he's going to be delivering to us about this news of some of the more mm-hmm. local things. I know I've heard even um, down here in South Dakota, I've heard about some of the bills that have come up in mm-hmm. the North Dakota legislature that you just mm-hmm. go, whoa. Right? Yeah, yeah. Some of the things that are being brought up in any of our states is just interesting. Um, Terrifying some of it. Well, somewhat. Um, I, my, my spiritual director is out of Lidgerwood, North Dakota. I'll give a shout out to Father Peter Andrell. And you know, he talks about some of the things up in North Dakota that we're seeing. and uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, so, but again, you know, be not afraid, but be informed. Be informed, yeah. It's a, and I, 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 I don't know where I heard this, but, you know, I, somebody was saying it's kind of fascinating that this is the year of St. Joseph because we need to be praying for Joe to be converted. Joe Biden. Oh, Interesting. No, I never heard that before. So That's there's really a good. connection. So we really need to be praying for our president. You know, and and I I follow Faustina a lot, her diary of Divine Mercy. And Jesus said to her, the prayer that is most effective to me, and this is the word of Jesus, is the prayer for conversion. Hmm. And you know what? I need conversion. Mm-hmm. Joe needs conversion. Um, we all do, right? Anybody listening needs that, needs that closer walk, and that's a beautiful thing. I like that. Yeah, I really like that. I do too. I do too. Saint so. Joseph, pray for us. Terror, a terror of demons, because there's a lot of demons out and about. Right. But um, we got Saint Joseph. We do. We got Our Lady of the Snows. We got snow. <laughs> what? So we got it. We got it going. We just need to be reminded. And that's what I think, again, Chris Motes is coming on to. Chris is, Chris is a great, great interview, I think. I He's know. just such a bright, bright individual. He's very, very gifted. But it's, it's not all politics. It's, it's that blend, too, of, of our faith, our reason. Um, and that's, 
that's what real presence is about. So mm-hmm. we're welcoming you all to get, today to gather with us. We've got a, an, again a, an interesting show. We're gonna we're gonna bring on um, Dr. Paul Carson, um, who's gonna who's a, a physician, a Catholic physician out of the out of Fargo, Fargo Sanford mm-hmm. area. Yep. So that'll be cool. Um, we're we're excited about that. Then we've got uh, just a little tease here, but we've got. Um, the, 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 the segment that we always do is to honor our Father and who's going to be the recipient of those 12 awesome donuts. Well, it's not going to be you because I didn't bring any. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's not going to be me. You're like, so. thanks. <laughs> yeah, and then, and then we'll conclude towards the end of the uh, program. We're going to interview the folks that are staying here at the Abbey right now, like I said, from the St. Paul Seminary. And get uh, some uh, information from them. A lot of our seminarians from the Sioux Falls area go to St. Paul Seminary. I think yeah. that's pretty common for this yeah. area. So yeah. I'm excited to, to, to be able to talk to them and um, see what they say. I think we're going to have Jason Lee and Benjamin Eichten, Eichten on. Yeah. And then Monsignor Stephen Rolfs. Rolfs. See? You do, half the, you do half the names. I'll do the other half. How about that? Yeah. And I think you know, seminary, <laughs> seminaries kind of have a ebb and a flow. Yeah. And I think the St. Paul Seminary is definitely... Uh, on this uh, upswing, uh, really, really, and strong, strong. You said a lot of uh, the guys that you're aware of that go there. In fact, one of the priests who was just ordained out of the Sioux Falls diocese, Father Michael um, Kapperman, Ka- Kapperman mm-hmm. was uh, was ordained after going to the St. Paul Sem, and he came to me and said, "Hey, Deacon, we want to have a priest reunion of the guys that I graduated with." Oh, um, at the Abbey. So they gathered here two weeks ago. Did they really? They did for about three or four days in and amongst um, one of those little blizzards we had. Uh, and they just love it because they were here. They were here either when they were at St. John v- Vianney undergrads, uh-huh. um, a minor sem, or maybe at St. Paul Sem. Um, and so it, it, you know, it, it holds a lot of sentimentality, a lot of, a lot of, um, a lot of meaning to them to come back here, and a lot of meaning to us to, to welcome them back here. Yeah. It's great. Yeah, I, I have a soft spot in my heart for the Abbey. Um, Dr. Marcy Moran, I used to work for her at Catholic Family Services, and she used to come up here and do grief retreats. Yeah. And I just wanted to have everybody pray for her. She passed away last Thursday. Dr. Marcy Moran. Dr. Yeah. Marcy Moran. So if we could just pray for the repose of her soul, she was a fantastic and blessed gift to us. Well, yeah. Did she help so many people? So many heart. thousands of people in their yeah. grief process. So Sad to see her go. But Sad to see her go. You but know. She's hopefully with Francis, her husband now. So. Amen. Well, Chris is on the line, and he's only got a few minutes to join us this morning. So let's get right to it. Good morning, Chris. Hey, great to be with you. Thanks for calling in. We appreciate it. I, it's great. It's great to be here. I hope um, I hope you can hear me okay. I'm in the Capitol building and in hard at work here. Yeah, I, I I love it when you're on set. It just or you know live in action. You know, <laughs> right, right. <laughs> so a lot's been going on. So I'm going to let you get right to it. Um, there was a bill that advanced to the House yesterday. What bill was that that we should be aware of? You know, there are a couple of bills to. The, to know that have already advanced uh, through their first committee. Um, the first one is a really great bill. It's called House Bill 1051, and it's an Abortion Survivors Protection Act. So South Dakota currently does not have very robust protections in law 
for for babies that might survive what we would call like a botched abortion, we're just making sure that we've got full legal protections in place for those babies, including robust remedies in civil courts um, for for the mother and the child, really, because we we know there are two victims of an of an abortion. It's a great bill. I expect uh, strong support and passage on that one. Again, House Bill 1051. And for anybody that, that's interested in learning a little more, seeing the bishop's statements, they can go to sdcatholicconference.org. The, the other one that advanced yesterday was a, a bill, House Bill 1076, called the Vital Records Accuracy Act. And in South Dakota courts right now, some of them are, are permitting sex to be changed on a birth certificate in, to reflect somebody's internal sense of gender that might actually conflict or contradict with the, the reality of their bodies. So that, that bill actually died in committee by a vote of seven to six, but then through a procedural move, um, I love some of the South Dakota legislative lingo. They call it smoked out. It was smoked out on the floor. So they're going to have a, a vote on that bill this afternoon. Um, so anybody in South Dakota, now is the time to email your representatives. Figure out who your representative is email them, and just tell them that birth certificates, sex is sex, and, and our laws should always remain consistent and not contradict the natural law. As I right. pointed out in committee, that you know the Catholic Church's view of sex, that to be a male or to be a female proceeds from one's body and not one's from, from one's inner experience, this is a view, it's just right reason. And it's actually, if you look at the definition of sex that's used by the National Institute of Health, it's like, yeah, that's the Catholic position. That's just what sex is. Um, so nothing really extraordinary about it. Um, but, of course, for, for reasons we all know with, with culture right now, is it can be kind of a sensitive conversation. But we love, love support. If I, could, if I could mention just a couple others, uh, Heather. Yeah, Another absolutely. bill that's going to have its first committee hearing this morning, Senate Bill 83, is a perinatal hospice information bill. So, and that'll be up here at uh, 10 o'clock in, in Senate Health and Human Services. And the, and the basic idea is that, that pregnant women who come to learn through a prenatal diagnosis that their child has a fatal anomaly, you know, so, mm-hmm. so maybe a, a grave illness or a genetic disorder and the child is not expected to live very long at all because it's maybe missing um, necessary organs and so on and so forth. The bill would just say that when a, when a woman is given that diagnosis by the doctor, we, we as a state of South Dakota really want that, women, that woman, that pregnant mother, to be given information on our perinatal hospice programs so that she knows mm-hmm. that if she carries that child to term, she can be supported in one of these programs, which, you know, she and her family may have, it, it, sometimes it can be a couple hours, sometimes it could be days, maybe longer, but it's time to hold that child, to be with mm-hmm. that child, um, and to really just give that child and the mother all the love and support they need. Um, you know, God willing, so the, the mother doesn't choose to, to, to end the child's life. She just, we want her to know that she's supported. Wonderful. Last bill, last bill that I'll mention, um, Heather, is Senate Bill 98. Um, this one has not been scheduled for committee yet. Uh, I'm expecting that, that we're going to see it next week. This is a bill that would eliminate the death penalty as a criminal mm. sentence in, in most cases. Um, so it's, it's, a, it's a great, great bill. I think it's got a lot of political strength uh, this year. 
And uh, for, for folks that want to learn more about that, you know, just last night on Real Presence Radio, um, Faith and Politics is our, our weekly uh, Faith and Politics show. Um, yep. eight, I think it's at 8 Central, 7 Mountain. Mm-hmm. And um, anyhow, I, I had a couple folks on last night to talk about the bill. Deacon Denny Davis is a deacon of the Diocese of Sioux Falls, and he's kind of one of the engines that's, that's uh, helping coordinate and, and really doing a lot of great work. And then I had Dr. Chris Bergwald on. So folks, if they missed that show, they could go maybe to your website, but also to um, the Catholic Conference website, sdcatholicconference.org. We have it up as a podcast. It's episode 44, if they want to learn more about Senate Bill 98. Wonderful. So can you remind folks, I always like the reminder that these local politics are at the bread and butter of what we need to be doing, how we need to be active. How can people participate in these bills, Chris, at this point? Well, that's a great point. I'm so glad you raised it, especially as sometimes our heads spin when we look at D.C. We got to remember the Catholic principle of subsidiarity, which Mm. is, in a nutshell, that's a preference for her. The importance of the local, you know, the local and mm-hmm. state. So, yeah, really what we need to do, um, be, be a, stay in the loop. You know, check back to that Catholic Conference website every day for updates, or you can even get in our email list. Um, so see, see where those bills are at. And then um, stay in touch with your representatives. You know, I, I've, I love this little, this little phrase that the minute my, my great friends in Minnesota have been using lately, Catholic voices count. Isn't that the truth? Mm. You know, yeah. that's, that's faithful citizenship for us right there. Our voices count. So we, we need to be in communication with, with our elected leaders. Yeah. And I always love the point that you say, you know, they're not being flooded by emails, so let's flood them with emails. <laughs> so you, you, they, you know, and that's their, their job. And you might not get a response. Some of these bills, they get a, they get a ton of emails. But just rest assured mm-hmm. that, that they read your emails and those those matter. You know, they, they care what their constituents think. Um, so, yeah, it is important to communicate with them. One of the folks that work out here at the Abbey, volunteer out here at the Abbey, used to be, <clears throat> used to be the Speaker of the House for the, for the legislature in South Dakota, Val Rausch. Yes. And, and you know, Val, I mean, he's out down right now, um, like, cooking for the seminarians that are here at the, at the Abbey, Chris. But, I mean, here's the Speaker of the House, and he, I can attest to that, that when people would come to him he, and, and see him, and, and then when people would email them, that makes a difference. It makes such a difference. It, it, it makes a big difference, you know, and sometimes all they need, you know, everybody has a conscience. And, and so many of our fellow citizens, there's, there's morality there. That's where God speaks to us. It's a, it's a privileged place of encounter. It's what St. John Henry Newman called the Aboriginal Vicar of Christ. It's, it's the place of encounter but it can be so helpful sometimes to get a nudge from our brothers and mm-hmm. sisters, right? To just mm-hmm. get that nudge. Hey, you know what the right thing is. You can do it. You can do it. So, yeah, that encouragement is, is, is really important that we give. The nudge is the formation of that conscience on behalf of the legislator that needs to hear from these constituents, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, yes. I mean, it's just a beautiful thing. Um, and we've actually got a, um, a Catholic... Um, doctor physician who will be on later yes. to talk about some things with covid and things like that but those all have political mm-hmm. deep political ramifications and yeah. to form that conscious we're, we're called to follow our conscience but to form it correctly yep. yes yes well, well, well you know our conscience our conscience is an objective thing so that's why you know i run around with a i almost have a copy of the catechism in my back pocket it's like okay where should my conscience be on this 
the, ch- the oh. church has got beautiful resources to help us form it. I hope you're not sitting in a lot, Chris, because that would be super uncomfortable. Have <laughs> <laughs> a, a bad back. Yeah. Well, Chris, thank you so much for the update from South Dakota. We appreciate it, and God bless your work today. Thank you. Always a pleasure to talk with you, Chris. God bless you. Appreciate it, Deacon. All right. All right. Thanks, Chris. All right. There's a busy guy. I know. Especially right now, right? I know. I'm like, can I have 15 minutes? He's like, okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you can tell he's like, okay. <laughs> but I think that's so exciting that our bishops, because North Dakota, Minnesota, you know, we all have our Catholic conferences, and I just think it's so exciting that they're on the front lines watching all of this stuff, and there's so much going on that we don't even realize. I'm going to jump through those really quickly. House Bill 1051, Abortion Survivors Protection Act. Right. This is the time we live in, folks. Right. What's... This is the time we have to have a law that, that, that and you know, I would say most, a lot of the um, Catholic catechism was something, and contains now something that for centuries was just, it was just understood. Right. We didn't need the law or we didn't need the, the catechism to enumerate it. It's kind of like, you know, when you get a brand new hair dryer and it comes with all these random warnings. Yeah. Those warnings had to come from some sort of legis, like some sort of a you know problem yeah. issue that somebody d- tried to use one in a bathtub. You know what I mean? It's just crazy. It's like really. So now we have to pass laws on this. Okay. And the vital records accuracy. Um, mm-hmm. Wow. And wow. I think as a lay person reading that, you'd just be like, "Oh, that's a boring bill. Who cares? They're talking about." paperwork no it's it's really important what no, what bill was that that was house bill 1076 okay and then he mentioned two senate um pieces of legislation senate 83 the perinatal hospital information bill perinatal excuse me i, I mispronounced that hospice hospice um, my dad was recently put on hospice at age 87 we're talking about hospice care for babies that are genetically not going to survive within the womb or, you know, beyond the womb. And to be able to care for them, to make ladies, the mothers know that this, this gift of, of, um, of uh, health care is available to them. It's pretty beautiful. And then he mentioned Senate Bill 98. 98. I was surprised to hear him say that there's a lot of political strength for um, a, a, a bill in the Senate to eliminate the death penalty. To eliminate the death penalty. That would be so exciting. You know, taking back, me back about 25 years ago, I was, I don't know where I was with the death penalty. I wasn't for it. I wasn't against it. You know, that seems to be one of the number one dividers in the Catholic Church, don't you think? I think so. I think it does. And then, And then I had the great challenge and opportunity to go to to do a what's called a rec 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 uh, residence encounter christ kind of like a teens mm, encounter uh-huh. christ or coinity if you would and we went inside the south dakota state prison um, penitentiary and i got to know these guys i got to know these guys and i got to know the conversion we talk about conversion a little bit off the air this great great call um by christ uh, the most the most loving prayer of all to his ears mm-hmm. He is active, just like the gospel today sows seeds everywhere. 
Well, you think about sowing seeds on hard ground or rocky soil. He's sowing seeds everywhere. That's how crazy our Lord is, that he is audaciously in love with us to sow seeds in a penitentiary. And I'm here to say, those seeds grow. We got guys and gals listening inside prison walls. Huge respect for what's going on in there. And this whole thing about eliminating the death penalty... You can't con- you can't have conversion if we're if we're if we're putting people to death. Mm-hmm. And um, my oh my, I I know where I stand on the the death penalty now, and it's it's a uh, yeah. It's, it's life. I I think I have I've always had a a mom's heart, a soft heart, because I always I always look at the person and you know yes, the horrible things they've done, but then I think what happened to them as a child? Who were they? What happened to them? Mm-hmm. You know, they are God, children's children of God too. Yeah, you know, are. and I just always can find that sympathetic heart. You know, not that I want to bring them a birthday cake or anything, but like we have a ton of folks in the prison that listen to us. Do we? Absolutely. See, I'm a father's heart, and I say justice, justice, justice. You know, you. Yeah. You 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 know I come from the corporal punishment kind of years and things like that and you know what and i think there's a good balance between husband fathers and 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 mothers that way that our hearts i believe i believe are 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 sewn together a little bit differently but even in my justice i recognize this this divine mercy that that jesus told faustina those that have sinned the most are most um are most uh, how do I want to say that? Are most um, that's that they they deserving most deserving of my mercy. Well, look at the conversion of Saint Paul. Yeah, yeah. That was just yesterday, wasn't it? Yeah. And I see it. In, I've seen it in prison. And I just would just, my, my my jaw would just hit the ground and just go, wow! The Holy Spirit is so active in there. Mm. And it's so beautiful. And therefore, but for the grace of God, go I. And I'm not saying what they did was right. I, right. Don't get me wrong. Right. And 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 I and I believe that the the men that I've encountered in, in prison would say the same thing. Mm-hmm. But to, to to deserve the death penalty, or to limit the, the the ability to offer them conversion, man, oh man, that's a big deal. So how did you you said that you were um, transformed a little bit by visiting a prison? What was it that was the... I wasn't transformed a little bit. I wouldn't be here today at the Abbey. I wouldn't be a deacon. I mean, I was transformed a lot. I was transformed a lot by the grace of God that I witnessed from these men down inside prison through wreck. I was transformed a lot. And what it was was the fact that you'd sit around these tables, we're in similar tables, you'd sit around these tables and there'd be seven, six guys at your table and, you know, just full of ink, big guys, you know, you know, tough. Mm-hmm. And I thought, what am I going to say to these guys? What are they going to, what are they going to, what are, they're not going to want to hear me. They're not going to want, and I couldn't find kinder men and I couldn't find hearts more open, you know, because when we get to kind of towards the end of our rope, we start listening a little bit better. I know I do. And, I thought these guys wouldn't say anything. You know, you'd, you wouldn't, you'd have to get a, a can opener to pry yeah. open. Yeah. You couldn't shut them up, Heather. <laughs> you couldn't shut them up. And they're so wonderful, really. And it, oh my gosh, the stories that they've been through, 
Yeah. Uh, growing up on 1223 Mulberry in Yankton, I didn't have those issues. Right. I didn't have hardly any of those issues. I had issues. I got issues. <laughs> but my, oh my, blessed with a good mom. And a good, you know, the, I always said the three things that um, these guys would always have would be um, a lack of a good dad, mm-hmm. um, a, a, an addiction to pornography, mm-hmm. and then this, this, this inability to forgive themselves from what they did. Mm-hmm. Now, people say, oh, they don't care. They don't care what they did. My experience is they care deeply what they did. They might put a facade up, right. but they care deeply and they can't forgive themselves. Going in and, and being part of this encounter with Christ allows them to forgive themselves. And that's, that's at the basis of conversion, isn't it? Absolutely. And God, that's the best prayer of all is the prayer for conversion. So. And I'd rather give every soul... Every opportunity and chance, even if it takes 70 years. To err on the side of what? To save them. Yeah, Yeah. absolutely. So I, it's a tough, it's a, it's a tough one, but I would encourage all of you who are listening that if uh, you haven't been active in the, in your local politics to become active in your local politics, they make it so easy on the Catholic conference websites that you just click a button, email, your representative. It's, it's, it and you're like, easy. who's my representative? And they'll be like, type in your address and we'll tell you. <laughs> There's an easy button there, right? There is. And Chris used this word subsidiarity. You know, that's a cool, cool, awesome Catholic word that says at the most basic, basic. level. Okay. Yep. And that's where we are, folks. Yep. We have a responsibility. But Amen. all right. Well, folks, we are broadcasting today from the Abbey of the Hills in beautiful South Dakota. I'm Heather Carroll. And this is Deacon Paul Trinan. And we're going to be right back after this, this quick break. Amen. Stay with us. There's more Real Presence Live to come on the Real Presence Radio Network. Mm-hmm. 